ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload.io Hardcore Episode 11. Today, we're going to be talking about Anadrol, Oxymethylone, Steve Schmee, a.k.a. Steve Smith, and the mobster from across the pond. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Not bad. This is also known, Steve, as Annapolin or Nap 50s here in the UK and has a kind of almost legendary status. So it's going to be an interesting podcast. Well, you guys in the UK were the ones who came up with it. Why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about the history behind it? Well, so it first came to the market uh, here in 1961 uh, under the brand name, as I just said, of Anapolin. Syntex or Syntex was a pharmaceutical company that branded it as Anadrol. And it was marketed uh, and FDA approved for the 60s as a strong steroid for treating anemia. And as I've said before, Steve, if you want to know what steroid does, and especially when it comes to the side effects, look at what it was created for. Uh, in addition to that, Steve, it was, uh, and fine enough, I'll do an aside here, uh, certain countries, and I think in Greece, for example, have given certain low doses of some drugs, uh, orals included, uh, for children that were underweight. So for example here, prescribed outside the United States of America for those who are malnourished and for bone health. Uh, once drugs with less side effects came along, it fell out of favor and it was only pretty much used for HIV and AIDS patients. But of course, that's pharmaceutically speaking for uh, both bodybuilders and especially newbies, which we're going to get into. And for us strength athletes, and I'm including myself here, uh, and, and a Joel and Apolline, uh, <laughs> it's almost a wonder drug, Steve. And I'm, I'll get into the legendary UK status. So Steve and I have had a, a pre-show chat, I think it was post-show chat in the last podcast we've done, and I told him about um, being in a local gym and on a treadmill, warming up for the training for the training of legs. And uh, a young guy is on the next treadmill and says, can I ask you a question? I must have looked suitably physically impressive, like I know what I'm talking about, 280 pounds at the time. And I said, by, fine, by all means. But can, and he says, can I ask you about Nat 50s, which is a, 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 another name that they're named under just shorthand or Anadrol and Napolin and so on. And I said, fine, but can I ask you a question? And he says, yeah, but go ahead. And he says, how long have you been training? And he'd been training six weeks. And I said to Steve, the idea that you've been training six weeks and you decide to use this as your starting drug just blew my mind completely. Um, the rumor is that you can blow up absolutely, I mean, massive, massive weights. We say anywhere between 20 pounds in the article. And I've heard 20, 21 pounds. And I think specifically, as I said to Steve in today's pre-show, that for me is if you've never used any an anabolic steroid, either an injectable or oral, Steve will agree with me that your first cycle, I think loads of people say this, your initial response to performance enhancer drugs and specifically anabolic steroids tends to be best on your first cycle. Now, um, if you are new 
and you, this is your first steroid. That's where I think I've heard of these stories of guys gaining on cycle 20 or 21 pounds. Now, the trick, of course, as Steve knows, is to keep as much of that as possible. And I would say, uh, certainly for an advanced user, if you gain that kind of weight on a cycle, I would hope to keep somewhere around eight pounds, a little bit, about 40%, Steve. Um, and especially, again, I mean, my first cycle was D-Bolt. I think I was I gained 12 pounds on and kept six pounds. So something like this. Not only that, Steve, and I've said this to you before, 20 pounds, it sounds great, but really 20 pounds of weight on a person that's never had that 20 pounds of weight is, is, is a lot of pressure on you, Steve. It's, it's, it's I mean, you yeah. tell me, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so Anadrol, it's one of my favorite orals that I've ever ran, but there are disadvantages to it. So we're going to talk about those disadvantages and the side effect issue. I had a buddy of mine. He's a really good friend. He's the type of buddy you can call up and be like, hey, dude, Saturday, can, can I borrow you for a couple hours and help me move some stuff, whatever. So I hooked him up. You know, he, he's big into weight training, too. I hooked him up with some Anadrol, and he absolutely loved it. And that was that was what I hooked him up with because he's not a person who likes to use injectables. So Anadrol is one of those orals that are really, really good to use by themselves as an oral only stack for four weeks. And you can really transform your physique just in that four weeks and you can get extremely strong. So let's kind of get into the secret behind Anadrol and what makes it such a potent steroid. So yeah. it is a dihydrotestosterone derivative, DHT derivative. It's got a 2-hydroxymethylene group, making it more anabolic than other DHTs in its class. So if you're going to compare anadrol to provirin, which is also an oral steroid, it's going to blow it away. If you're going to, pro if you're yeah. going to compare anadrol to anovar, which is also a DHT oral steroid, it's going to blow it away. And that's why. Yeah. It's because of that. Now, here's the weird thing about anadrol. It's going to blow you up, and you'll take it, and you'll look big after four weeks like you'll look bigger and hell of a lot stronger in four weeks but it's not because of water retention in the way you think because it doesn't aromatize into estrogen it is a dhc derivative remember so a lot of people don't get that a lot of these geniuses you see on social media who talk about steroids they'll not they don't understand that who have run debol uh who have run debol and have run anadrol and they say well i i gain a bunch of weight on both it must be because of water retention well it's not because of aromatization of estrogen causing that water retention in the case of anadrol but it would be when you're using dianabol because dianabol is not a dht derivative and dianabol does heavily aromatize into estrogen so if you're going to compare anadrol and dianabol that's the first thing you have to understand but here's the weird thing about anadrol and this is where a lot of you who have run it are saying oh right now you're pounding the table steve you don't know what you're talking about I blew up on it and it's, I got gynecomastia on it or whatnot because it can affect your estrogen receptor. So anywhere we have estrogen receptors in the body, you can get estrogenic side effects. So this is why when you run anadrol, using an aromatized inhibitor is not going to directly fix this issue. So you'll run anadrol and then you'll run aromacin or arimidex or even electro. And those are going to block aromatization. So if you're running those and running Anadrol, 
it's not going to make a difference because anadrol does not aromatize the estrogen in the first place. If anything, it's going to make your situation worse because now you're just going to crash your estrogen all the way down. The thing is, it will stimulate the estrogen receptors. And the only solution that I've seen that may have some valid, valid, a valid way to kind of fix that is by running Novodex with it or running a selective estrogen receptor modulator such as Novodex or any other that are out there. And, um, and you could try that, but sometimes that, that doesn't work. So at the end of the day, in order to get into it later in the show, it might boil down to you saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm prone to estrogen issues. I've had problems with gynecomastia in the past. I probably am better off steering clear of anadrol because you may not be able to control the estrogen. And of course, structurally, it has a 17 alpha alkylated alteration, and that allows a steroid to survive liver passage. So that makes it very, very, very strong as an oral. It's not a weak oral like proviron would be, which would get, you know, mutilated by the, uh, by the liver. So, all right. So listen, at the end of the day, as Mobster and I said, quick mass building and fast yeah. strength gain. So you go on this stuff and after a week, it's already going to be making a difference. You'll may, you probably will notice a difference in the mirror after a week and you'll, you'll notice more strength in the gym. It's really an incredible strength oral as well. Um, I don't know if there's any other oral out there besides Superdrol and maybe Halo that you can point yeah. to and say, yeah, this is going to cause me to gain strength as fast. So I'm sure jump in a little bit and we'll kind of get into uh, more about it. Something I think that helps with the mass gain here is, the, is uh, it, by, by uh, reputation, your appetite goes through the roof. And I've, I actually mentioned about a different cycle that I'd done. And I think the phrase I used then applies here, Steve. I said it was one of those situations where I was my Sasteca cycle, my famous Sasteca cycle, where I said I, I, I was thinking about the next meal while I was consuming the meal before. That's a kind of level of hunger that we're talking about here, guys. And for you uh, lifters, users that struggle with literally the amount of food that sometimes required to put on weight. I'm thinking of you guys that are six foot and 160 pounds and you say, I'm sick and tired of being skinny. One of the things that we've talked about is how you need to be structured with your diet and how you need to sort of, you know, pound that food down. But the problem can be, of course, that you end up, and I've been like this a couple of times way, way back in the day where you, 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 you literally feel like you're forcing food on top of food. Now that's no good to anybody. Uh, I mean, even spreading the smaller meals out to just not have the stomach bloated, et cetera, et cetera. But this is one of those situations where, like my Sasteca cycle, when you're on Anadrol, you're thinking about food all the time. It's kind of like never satisfied, Steve. So that's part of the reason. I would, as I said just now, stick with the smaller meals. If only so that my stomach is not sticking out any further than it already is, as it does as a lifter, and, you know, stretching the stomach all out or whatever else. Trust me, guys, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to want to up your water, you're going to run up your food, if that's your thing. Now, Steve said again to me in the pre-show, for me, I have, I should actually, I've known about this drug for a very, very long time, but for some reason, never got around to using it. But as a lifter, and as Steve said already, the, the, the strength aspect is right up there too. I don't think it's one of those necessarily uh, drugs that make you feel more aggressive as such, 
although sometimes some of the side effects of drugs can be irritable, irritating and, and, and a little bit sort of edgy feeling, and that can in itself can increase aggression. This is one of those ones I think, Steve, you know, for example, glycogen being pumped into the muscles in my case, a few extra pounds, but the feeling of being more capable in the gym at my level. So that in itself, the 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 ability to eat more, the desire to eat more is where the bulk's coming from. As Steve said, with regards to the DHE, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think for me, a small increase in my diet, more glycogen in the muscles. And when you're in the gym, feeling like you've got more energy and wanting to put another few kilos on the bar. And again, that's at me at my level now. I mean, I can't see necessarily, and again, age-wise, uh, if, if my peak was in my mid 40s, this I can see adding another five or 10 kilos, for example, to my bench press, the famous bench press. Uh, on certain lifts that I'm doing now, I can see another 10, 15 kilos on my squat on this drug. And that's not just because of the bulk increase on my leverage, but literally the ability, the uptake of protein, the ability for the synapses firing, the nerve endings getting a signal, whatever else. And as I said, sometimes with certain particular drugs, there's an, almost an edginess. And I think I've heard of. And again, this is, would be by rumour more than necessarily a fact for everybody. Certain lifters, again, in here in the UK saying this is a drug. It increased their regression a little. But I suspect that's a sense of how you feel on the drug rather than a literal increase in aggression, Steve. Back to you for a second. So really, I, I love Anadrol because it hits you from all directions. And you can run it by itself, as I said. You don't have to run very much, 25 to 50 milligrams a day for four weeks will change your body and will, will push you to break your strength plateaus. So you don't need to, to run it for 10, 12 weeks, like an injectable, you know? So that's one of the things, but part of the reason that, you know, these side effects that I'm about to go through are there is because it hits you from all these directions where you can use it solo because it does everything. Number one, est estrogen, estro being estrogenic, it's a DHT derivative, but it's still estrogenic. So you're still going to get a possibility of having water retention, gynecomastia, and then the, the domino effect that comes with that of water retention, which is high blood pressure, being kind of tired and fatigued during the day and having insomnia. And that comes, that comes with the territory. But again, you're only running it. If you're only running it for four weeks, you can go. That's not very long. That's a month. So, I mean, it's not like you're doing this for 12 weeks where yeah. you're letting the estrogen, you know, kind of the estrogen bind in the body where you can kind of really open yourself up. So it's really interesting the way it is structured. And some guys won't have any estrogen issues on it because just the way that their bodies are structured, they don't get the estrogen binding. And remember, it's not aromatizing. So you may not even, that, that might, might not even be an issue to you. The next one androgenic the way it's structurally set up it's extremely androgenic compared to other dht derivatives i mean like i said can you run masteron by itself it's a dht derivative can you run proviron by itself it's a dht derivative no they're not going to do anything by themselves but anadrol the way it's structured you can actually run it by itself and get androgenic things like aggression mood swings um being impatient, the heart strain, the fatigue, the insomnia, those are all androgenic side effects. The third, the DHT issues, as I've mentioned over and over, that comes with side effects because it can irritate your prostate and it can shed your head hair. So if you're, if those are things to watch out for when you're on it, again, we're only running it four or five weeks max for a reason. 
because we don't want our prostate to blow up to the point where we have to be put on anti-DHT drug. And then the fourth one is liver toxicity. As I mentioned, 17 alpha alkylated. So you want to make sure you run your support supplements with it. So, so it hits you from every direction. It's one of the only oral steroids that can do all of that and hit you from all directions. And really it's, it's just an all in one oral steroid. It's an amazing and magical oral steroid, the way they structured it. I'm very impressed having run Anadrol several times and also reading on how they structured it. It's very impressive. Whoever came up with this back, back in the, back in the UK, back in the early sixties mobster. So yeah, chime in there. There's a couple of thoughts that occurred to me, Steve, bearing in mind you've listed some of the side effects and obviously the positives and negatives, right? And I touched on this just now. So one of the things that we occasionally see, and it completely depends on the individual, right? So some of you will think it's a wonder drug, and others of you, if you have some of those side effects, what we occasionally have with people is if they've never taken this steroid before and they start to get some of the more negative side effects, that's where I think that aggression comes from. If your prostate's playing up, if your hair's falling out, if you're having problems with gyno, if you're having other bits and pieces going on, and you're not used to any of these sensations, guys, we've had people when they've gone on TRT and they've had low, low test levels before they've gone on TRT for years. And then they go on TRT. They call it a wonder drug testosterone because they feel great. They feel like ass kickers. They feel like champions. They feel like the number one salesman, the number one politician, whatever. It's a feel good drug in that way. That's because they've had low levels for years. This is one of those drugs. If you've got normal levels and then you get some of those side effects, it can be irritating. And that, that sort of slightly sense of feeling a bit different, a little bit off, affects the individual. Some of you, you, you literally feel a tiny bit unwell. Others of you would go, do you know what? I, it's kind of almost irritating, and that's where that increase in aggression comes from. But it's very, very individual. Dynabol, for example, is considered a feel-good drug, even though it's an oral and has some of those side effects, purely and simply because you feel pumped, you're, the muscles are full of glycogen. Steve talks about the pump on Anavar, the pumps being amazing and so on and so forth so it comes down to the individual the response and and how you handle that hormonal change and of course it's a great indication for you guys to be aware where women say how the hormones can the natural hormone uh, cycle that, that they have especially pre premenopausal but especially postmenopausal makes them feel guys suddenly now you feel the same sensation because you're saturated uh, super physiological levels with hormones and you've got an idea of how either the positive and negative is going to apply to you. And that includes, as I say, some small degree in a few users of irritation and therefore a small increase in aggression. Again, it, I mean, Steve, sometimes just be feeling full, feeling the size of a house and being able to bench every weight in the gym or having that sensation that you can, that in itself is going to increase your feel good factor. And for some guys, just that more manly sensation is going to make you feel like, you know, I can do this, I can do it. And you're going to be more aggressive just because of how you feel with not natural aggression per se. Now, I'll jump down the list here, Steve. There's something you and I talked about in the pre-show. People will sometimes use certain uh, orals, including Debo, Anavar, et cetera, especially the shorter acting ones and Anadrol, as a kickstart. And I said to Steve in the pre-show, guys, any of you that follow me on the forums will know, I'm like, what's the point? And I, I argue this because every single time I've ever seen Kickstart mentioned on the forum, and I've taken the time to ask, show me the evidence, no one has come back with the evidence. Now, what do I mean by that? Right. 
Guys, if you take testosterone like TRT and or a kickstart for the feel-good factor, I get it. I also understand the idea, especially if you're using a medium to long-acting ester of an injectable, that you know it's going to take a certain period of time for it to build up in your system for you to, quote-unquote, get the good part out of it, the, the positives out of it, those things that the, the muscle, the strength, etc. You You can't wait. You want to get there quicker, but you've chosen a medium to long-acting ester, cypionate, for example. You want a kickstart. So your idea with the kickstart is you're getting your test levels boosted to that level as quickly as possible, and you're using an oral like D-bowl, Anadrol, et cetera. I get that too. But when I talk about show me the evidence, I'm talking about the end result, the reason why you did the cycle in the first place. It normally comes down to uh, getting ripped, getting more muscular, getting stronger. Uh, the rips can include fat loss, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so end result. If you didn't do the kickstart versus you doing a kickstart, is there a difference? And every single time I've asked, no one's come back and said to me for a fact that they gained two pounds more, three pounds more, that their bench went up higher, their squat went up higher, their deadlift went up higher. No single person's ever come back. They argue about getting the, to the levels higher quicker, they talk about the feel-good factor, but they're not showing me what you did the cycle for being better as a result of using a kickstart. So that's my argument every single time. Uh, ultimately, as a strength athlete, it's going to be more weight on the bar. And if I'm not getting more weight on the bar by using a kickstart, then I can be patient and wait. I don't get it. If it's about the other factors, the feel-good factor, the boost in the testosterone levels, etc., fine, guys. But ultimately... When you come off the cycle, I want to see more muscle retained. I want to see you stronger off cycle, never mind on cycle, and so on and so forth. And I'm not seeing the evidence. You show me the evidence. You prove to me that you gained more weight because you used the kickstart. You got stronger because you used the kickstart. Fine. But show me. If you can't show me, to me, it's like, don't bother. <laughs> if there's plenty of other things we can do to feel good, rather than taking a kickstart. So, yeah, that's a bit of a bugger. The other thing I'll address very quickly, Steve, women, avoid. And I mean avoid like the plague, as we would say here in the UK. Do not use. Uh, just, and again, again, this is especially premenopausal women. You've got hormones, and then you're throwing anadrol at you. The 20-pound, potential 20-pound water gain would be, or muscle uh, size gain, would be horrendous. The too many numerous side effects, the, the hair loss, the, I mean, all of those things. The masculinization, I'd imagine on Anadrol, would be absolutely horrendous, Steve. I mean, we, we again and again and again, we recommend very low doses of Anavar occasionally for the competing female athlete, especially female bodybuilders, one or two other drugs at very, very low levels. Anadrol, if, if a coach or a guru decides, as a female athlete, strength athlete, or bodybuilder, fitness figure, whatever, I'd really want to know what the hell they think they were doing. And you would absolutely have to have uh, rather higher natural testosterone levels to begin with uh, for, for something like this to be even vaguely recommended, in my opinion. Steve, what do you think in terms of this drug for women? Yeah, yeah, women need to avoid. It's too unpredictable. That's, that's the bottom line. It's too unpredictable. So, if you want to use Anadrol, look, all anabolic steroids are very serious business. So I don't care if it's your first cycle or your 10th cycle. You want to be aware 
of the stuff we're telling you and how unpredictable this steroid can be. But I mean, if you can manage to survive these side effects and these side effects don't hit you, you'll get fantastic results anywhere. Like I said, from 25 to 50 milligrams, standard dose is 50 milligrams of anadrol historically yep. in bodybuilding. Yep. I've yep. seen guys run more. I've seen guys run up to a hundred professionals. Um, I've never ran that much. 50 was plenty for me. Even 25 was plenty for me. So it just depends on how much you want to do. Um, I've also seen guys talk about stacking anadrol. What should I stack with anadrol? I would not stack testosterone with anadrol. The reason I wouldn't do that is because now if you stack testosterone with anadrol, now you're dealing with not only the estrogen binding from the anadrol, but now you're also dealing with aromatization from the testosterone. So talk about being unpredictable. So you could end up with gynecomastia and be unable to solve it with an AI or, or even an anti-estrogen. So it's coming at you in, from both directions. So I strongly recommend not running anything that aromatizes with anadrol. I also strongly don't recommend anything androgenic with anadrol because if you run something androgenic with anadrol, now you're doubling up your androgenic side effects. And if you run a yeah. DHT derivative with anadrol, now you're doubling up your DHT side effects. Yeah. So, you know, and then if you run something liver toxic with anadrol, now you're doubling up the liver toxicity that you're exactly. going to get. So it's like yeah. you can't win. It's really one of those steroids. Most optimally, you really want to run it solo. Just run it solo for four weeks, 50 milligrams yeah. a day. And if you can't gain on that, then you might as well just either your the steroids you're getting are bunk, which they shouldn't be if you come on our forums because we have the best sources and brands that we recommend. But it, it probably means this isn't for you. You know, and, and using steroids in the form of you and, and bodybuilding may not be for you either, because I've never seen anyone run this stuff and not absolutely change their physique. So at the end of the day, go ahead and try it. If you've never tried it before, it really is a fantastic steroid. It's not going to be a steroid. I'll, I'll tell you exactly the people that want to use it. If you're a gym rat, you just like going to the gym, you want to enhance your physique in a short amount of time and you want to get stronger in a short amount of time, this one's perfect for you. If you're a guy who likes to stay active and likes to go swimming, likes to go mountain biking, you like to go jogging and stuff, yeah, not the steroid, steroid for you. Not the steroid <laughs> for you. So it just depends on your particular situation. And then third, if you're extremely prone to DHC side effects or androgenic yes. side effects or yes. estrogenic side effects, not the steroid for you. If you've had a history with gynecomastia, don't use it. If you had a history with your prostate having issues and the doctor's always on your case about your prostate, don't use it. And if you're worried about your head hair, don't use it. So I hope that basically sums it up, guys. And Mobster, you know, give us your final thoughts on it and then take us into the disclaimer. I think it was a really, really good show. This is one of those weird situations, guys. And, and, and I'll tell you what I'm thinking about here, Steve. So imagine you've never done a cycle of anything before and you take this product and you blow up in the way that we described, pounds of muscle, size, your, your, your weights in the gym are flying around and whatever else. And like I said, when, when I first come to the game, I heard about this and, you know, shorthand name version of this here in the UK was in that 50s. So you go, right, your first drug, your first oral cycle, your first any cycle 
was the net 50 and you added 20 pounds. Do you know what the problem would be, Steve? It would be, right, I'm never, ever, ever going to get gains like that again because as great as this is, it's not 20 pounds or 10 pounds or 15 pounds every time. But we, we've heard of these numbers multiple times. But I think, Steve, more, more often than not, in a first-time user, and especially to someone that's never used performance arts or drugs before. So it's almost it's almost like a dream crusher, Steve, because you've got this wonder drug. The first time you used it, you, you went up 20 pounds. The first time you used it, you put 10, 10, 20, 30 kilos on your bench press. Please God, your tendons hold out. The next cycle, no matter what you do, I don't even care if you're professional. No matter what you do, it's never, never going to be as good as that again. And even if you are an experienced user and you still get half those gains, half that much weight on the bar in, in whatever exercise you're going to be doing, it's still going to be held up in comparison to other drugs. And of course, as Steve said, I mean, especially for you first-time users, you've got no idea how you respond to steroids. So if, for example, as Steve said, you've got male pattern baldness, hair issues, or uh, gyno issues, or water issues, or blood pressure, or whatever else, this is the first drug that you tried. And again, this is why I'm saying specifically new use. You might end up finding that this is not a drug that you wanted to use. However, like Steve says, uh, four weeks, 50 milligrams a day. Uh, at that level, especially if you're using a product like into guard, some sort of organ protector, you've got someone keeping an eye on you in terms of male pattern baldness, in terms of your gyno, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, four weeks. And of course, there's nothing to said you've got to continue the cycle if you do get problems. That's the kind of advice we give you all the time. So seriously, guys, one more thing. It is, I don't know about in the US, I think it's the same in the US as it is over here, Steve. It's quite cheap. And it's up there with the Dynabowl for reasonable price. I think both for the rules, for, for the manufacturing of the products, et cetera, et cetera. It's not one that we hear to be messed around with and so on and so forth. You can't really fake it with other drugs because you're not going to get those kind of gains from, from faking it with Anavar. And who would fake it with Anavar? Far more expensive. So cheap, cheerful, does the job. Some of you guys are going to think it is the absolute bee's knees. So, yeah, as always, please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. Is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.